1: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Every empire needs a leader. To encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire. And this is the Eskimos Coaches Show. With our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeService.ca Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss. On Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eskimos Coaches Show here on 630. Chet Eskimos went to Montreal on the weekend, came home with a 37-29 win over the Alouettes. That means this weekend, another trip east onto the East Final in Hamilton against the Ticats. Ticats today announced the game was sold out at Tim Hortons Field. That will mean 25,000 unfriendlies at the game for the Eskimos. A reminder, if you want to watch the game with Eskimo fans, head to Central Social Hall downtown to take part in the Eskimos watch party game time is 11 o'clock our coverage here on 6 30 with myself and dave campbell we'll begin with the countdown to kickoff at 9:30 sunday morning let's bring in eskimos head coach jason moss now good evening jason how are you
0: Doing great, Marla. Thanks. How
1: are you? uh congratulations on the win on uh, the weekend uh, going in as underdogs and coming out victorious there's uh, there's a uh, not a many better feelings than winning on the road in that kind of situation is there
0: no question. That's uh, to go to go on the road in the regular season is big to get a win, but to do it in the playoffs uh, under those circumstances is, is special, um, and obviously feel really good about it.
1: What's the week been like so far? What's your schedule been like? I imagine uh, for both the coaches and the players. I imagine the work started on the plane ride home on Sunday, getting set for the TyCats.
0: Yeah, I mean we. I mean I don't think I, well, I watched the game in Montreal briefly. Um, Just to put it to bed, and then it was all nothing but Hamilton on the way home, and that was a four-hour trip. And then it's been trying to make up for the week. I mean, we're on a short week, basically, and trying to get our players rested, and our coaches are burning the midnight oil to get the plans in so that uh, we give our guys the best opportunity to be prepared um, with a plan to go in there and execute to win.
1: Playoffs in any sport, usually the best time of the season. Uh, How much does this excite you, this situation? Being able to uh, take in the challenge of of building a game plan for a playoff game, uh, then, you know, getting the players in on it and getting and seeing them execute it, especially the way they did Sunday in Montreal. How much of a challenge is this uh, for you as a coach right now?
0: The challenge is hard, I mean, uh, but the excitement, I mean, I, I. I'm very serious when I say it. I love my job and I love coaching and I think I could say that for a lot of the, our coaches are all of our coaches. Um, so I don't know that it's just the, the fact of the matter we're in the playoffs. We know we're a winner go home kind of thing, you know, that gets your attention, but we do it the same every week. I mean, we ain't putting in any more work than we've done all year. It's just, you just know the magnitude of the game and that does make it exciting, but you know, we're not working any different. And, uh, I think that if you are, then you weren't given enough during the year um you know, but ultimately yeah to to, to try to put together a game plan that can go in and beat a team like Hamilton at fifteen and three as the best record in the league, knowing a great cup burst is on the line, does it get your juices flowing? Yes, but I'm telling you right now the rest of them do as well for me, so
1: all right uh the game plan uh Sunday especially on offense uh, a very good one, and it was uh it was operated very well by the players for sure uh you got to be real
0: pleased with the execution level yeah i mean uh to be quite honest i thought all three phases executed their plan um you know we had maybe the little miscue on the kickoff return um uh, but that's easily correctable when you look at it you know but ultimately all three phases did their job uh, you know obviously it's more on the offensive side and anytime you're a quarterback and and put a performance together like Trevor did, that means the other 11 guys are executing as well, and they understood what we were trying to accomplish, and ultimately went out and did their jobs and uh, made plays all night. So, uh, you know, very pleased with that. And ultimately, no matter what, we're just pleased to win. I mean, uh, it, you know, you can throw all those stats out the window and all that. It all just comes down to getting that W in any way possible.
1: A lot of people have been talking about Trevor Harris and his performance and and how terrific he played. Uh, You don't go 22 of 22 without good protection. You don't go 22 of 22 without uh, guys catching the football, without guys running the correct routes. Uh, A lot of things have to go right for you offensively for Trevor Harris to put up the numbers. And I know you've you've probably said it before. A lot of quarterbacks say it, and people say it about quarterbacks. Uh, They get too much blame when you lose and too much credit when you win. It's the ultimate team sport. But offensively, I mean... That was close to a perfect game, was it not? I know there's no such thing, but uh, it was as close as you might want to be able to get.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're right. The quarterback does get too much credit, too much blame on everything, but, you know, there still is a job to do. And anytime you do your job at a high rate, you know, that is an accomplishment because in pro sports, it's hard. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do is play professional quarterback. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. So anytime you have a successful night, it is because of the guys around you. They're doing their jobs, but you also have to be doing yours as well. And Trevor was—he's doing it at a high level. Um, and the thing I love about Trevor is, you know, his preparation second to none. So when I see him on the field have success, I know how much work he's put in, and that's satisfying for me to watch a player, you know, go out there and perform under all that pressure and do it so well, but know how much work he put in, and that's truly the reason why he has all the, the talent in the world. You know, great guys around him executing, but without his ability to put the work in, that kind of night doesn't happen.
1: Uh, we're probably going to get back to Trevor Harris and look ahead to Hamilton coming up le- later on in this half hour. But first, I want to talk to you about a couple of other guys in the game who really stood out in my mind. Uh, Jamil Smith, out of football this year, had less than a week's worth of practice. stepped in and had a 14 and a half yard punt return average, a 21 and a half yard uh, kickoff return average. Those are pretty good numbers under the circumstances he had to work in.
0: They're they're in phenomenal numbers. I mean, you're right. I mean, he's out of football for most of the year. Uh, Say for a stint in Montreal uh, for a week, I believe, or a few days. Uh, you know, he <laughs> stepped right in there. He didn't take all the reps at returner either, because most of the most of the week we thought Taekwon was going to return for us, and then we had a couple unfortunate injuries during the week to our DBs, to Money and Forrest. And you know, Taekwon's going to be playing more DB than anything, and we didn't want to put that pressure on him to return as well. So there, Jamil goes, and you know. Uh, <laughs> We knew when we brought Jamil in that if we had to go with Jamil, we'd be happy, um, confident that he could go out and do the job. But, I mean, to go out there and return the ball, you know, as many times as he did in returns, punt, and kickoff, um, field every ball, get most out of every return, and then really end the day with a a, a punt return yard average that would lead the league. (laughs) I mean, 15 yards, I think, led the league this year. So around there anyways is always going to be up there. Tremendous job
1: and at playoff
0: time that can
1: be such a determining factor in games i mean their kickoff return for the touchdown that's what allowed them to hang around in the game long enough it can uh, big returns can really impact games uh, at any level but especially playoff time
0: yeah no no question i mean aj and i both have talked about it uh, endless, endlessly you know the biggest the biggest deciding factors in games at times are special teams plays i mean it's it's hard to say that momentum wise you know, you can't overcome this or can't overcome that. You should be able to. But for whatever reason, special teams, big special teams plays are create the most momentum in a football game. Um, so, you know, obviously you want to limit those against you, but you want to be able to make them, make them as well. And, you know, Jamil obviously gave us the opportunity to do that every time he was on the field.
1: You mentioned the injuries in the defensive backfield late in the practice week that forced you to change a lot of things around back there. That group came through it pretty well, I thought, despite those
0: circumstances. Yeah, they were tremendous. I mean, I, I congratulated Lolly again this morning. You know, I wake up in the morning and you start thinking about everything and how fortunate we were to have two starting DBs go down and have two, guy, two guys just step up and seamlessly transition and make plays. And that doesn't happen without great coaches, you know, putting together a great plan and giving the players confidence. And, you know, the way we operate here on, on defense during the year, everyone gets reps. So all practice time... You can see a number of guys that are on the practice roster, uh, one game, you know, backups. They all get reps, and they're all in that room listening, so they're all doing their part. So I thought Lolly and Barron did a tremendous job getting our DBs ready. But ultimately, it still comes down to our players making plays and having the confidence to do that. Uh, Godfrey stepping in for the first time in 15 weeks and starting and playing was tremendous, and then Josh Johnson wasn't expected to play boundary half and goes out there and has three picks. I mean, what a what a job he did.
1: Can you talk about the the mindset and what changes from a guy? Like, he practiced all week at cornerback and then moves in to play halfback. Uh, how, how tough a transition is that, especially late in the week like that?
0: It's diff- very difficult. I mean, the bottom line is, though, if you're paying attention in meetings and you understand concepts and you understand the defense, not just your job, Usually you should try to understand other people's jobs. In 18 to 19 to 20 weeks in a season, if you've listened and paid attention to meetings and heard their same coverages over and over again, you should have a very good feel. And I know Baron and Wally both believe, you know, the guys need to learn the concept. They need to know the whole thing so that they can move you around. The, the CFL is such a, a small roster. We only have seven or eight DBs on or whatever the number is. Um, you know, five, ten, ten, maybe, and and you got five spots. So if anybody gets injured, you got to be able to move people in and out, and they've got to play multiple positions. So, as hard as it is to say to do that, that's their job. But when they they take that onus on themselves and they they do it, you know, it's possible. And our guys did it at a very high level in that game.
1: 120 yards combined on the ground and in the air from your running back spot with uh, C.J. Gable and Shaq Cooper. How does it change? With both of them on the roster, few and and what kind of weapons does that put in your bag of tricks when you're game planning?
0: Yeah, I mean it's tremendous to have them both on. We've been trying to do it all year, just the roster just hasn't shaped out that way. Um, but they both bring different things to the table. They both have different strengths, and we try to play to those. Um, you know, ultimately they're both they're both backs that can catch the ball in the backfield. They both can block. They just have different running styles. Um, obviously, Shaq's a bit quicker. Um, and faster, but CJ's more of that, you know, downhill running back type, or downhill move the pile type, so, but CJ still has really good feet, and he can still catch the ball and run the ball uh, out of the backfield, and run routes out of the backfield, so um, you know, it just gives a different look to the defense, and then when you're able to put them both on at the same time, it it creates different challenges, and ultimately you want to be able to do that more and more, and, and create confusion, or create more more things for the other teams not to focus on and that takes them having to think about what else can, can we do and that generally means they're thinking less about the overall
1: Hamilton Tiger Cats on Sunday it's an 11 a.m. kickoff 9 30 for the pregame show here on 6 30 we'll look ahead to the tie Cats when we come back with Jason Moss on the Eskimos Coaches Show for Jiffy Lube. Be wise, winterize. This is the voice of the Edmonton Eskimos, 630 Chad. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you can earn a $100 travel credit. JiffyLubeservice.ca on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Eskimos the Ticats will go at it in the Eastern Final in Hamilton on Sunday. It's an 11 a.m. game time, 9.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Chad, back with Jason Moss. Jason, Trevor Harris said today that you and he are polar opposites personality-wise, but what brings you together and makes you a good team is the love of football and the desire to win. Talk to me a little bit about your relationship this year with Trevor and how it's evolved.
0: I mean, I guess I could agree with Trevor. I mean we are probably polar opposites and and uh, our firingness and all that stuff uh, the way we are on and off the field. but um I think we have a great relationship, working relationship, all that stuff. I mean, I think we see the game uh we love the game, um, both have a great passion for the game um you know i really appreciate him and i appreciate the work he puts in and the type of quarterback he is is that can stand in there and and dissect the defense and uh the amount of understanding he has for the game um the student of the game that he is so you know i think we both will burn the midnight oil to do whatever it takes to get a win um you know he's he's we have to basically kick him out of the building so um, you know, we have a great working relationship that way. I have a ton of respect for him on and off the field. I think he's a great man, a uh, great person, and he's a great family, and all that. And, you know, really do love the guy. So, uh, but I do have a great appreciation for the work he puts in um, and the type of quarterback he is.
1: Really started to build the playoff legacy, too. His numbers in the three playoff games he started are just spectacular, uh, including on Sunday. Um, why not us? What's the genesis of that phrase for you, and how happy are you that your guys have really embraced it?
0: Well, I mean, when you start looking at, you know, what we are and what the what the crossover team has been over the past 11 tries, um, you know, I, I, we feel like we're we're good enough to win a championship. Um, you know, we, I think we went through all the numbers. We went through all the percentages. The 0% is the 0 for 11 that it's been, but you know we know we've won road road games we've won road playoff games teams have you know done those types of things you know no one just because no one's done it before there always has to be a first to do anything to make it possible so all we did the first day of the of the week last week was talk about all the things that have never been done a 4 minute mile had never been done everyone thought it was impossible well once one guy did it a thousand people have done it you know, a guy just recently broke the two-hour marathon mark. Never thought it could be done. How was it done? They planned for it. They, they closed the course down. They had a lot of people help and plan it. But it took one individual who was capable of doing it that did it. You know, there's been a ton of upsets. There's You know, the Nationals just won, beat the Houston Nationals. Never been done. Four road play- road playoff games, one in the World Series. It was done finally. You know, so we just started saying that all these things that have never been accomplished, finally are starting to be accomplished. Why can't we do it? Why can't us? Why why not us? And, you know, that's where the genesis of it all came from. But first, it has to start with the belief that you can do something. And then you got to work, plan it, and work hard at it, and then you just go execute your plan. So to win two games in a row is not impossible. So, I, you know, that's what I wanted our guys to understand. All it is is two games, one at a time, and then we'll go from there. So, um you know, we know it's possible. We just got to go in there and execute it.
1: I think it was Don Namba today. Told me everything's impossible till it's not. Right? Everything's impossible well, till somebody
0: does it. Exactly. And I, I, at the end of the day, it really just comes down to a, a firm belief that you're capable of it. First, you have to have that conviction in your in your mind, your body. And we talked about it at the beginning of the year. It was we wanted to be the 2019 version of the Edmonton Eskimos and think of nothing else. And to me, it kind of writes the story. It's, it's perfectly finished fourth, and now we have an opportunity to do something no Eskimo team has ever done before. And we'll be very proud of that. No team in the CFL has done this before, and we'll be very proud of it. But we believe it. We've planned it. We're, gonna, we're working extremely hard. We don't ever shortchange that. And that's why you have to believe as well. We do put the work in. Then it just comes down to executing. We've won games before in this league. We've won road playoff games. So who's to say we can't win another? And, you know, at the end of the day, that's our belief.
1: As well as you played Sunday, you'll probably have to play better this Sunday in Hamilton. Ticats are 15-3, and three, and that wasn't an accident. They're a good team offensively, defensively, and on special teams. They have so many weapons that can get you.
0: Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, they are stacked. There's a reason they've won 15 games. But I'm sure they have the same belief that they're nine and zero for a reason that they can win. But to me, one or nine and one or one out of ten is ten percent, ten percent chance. You know that's what we're looking for—that ten percent chance that we can go in there and upset them because that's all it's going to take. But you know they are great, and we got to go in there and play play great football to beat them. But we just got to play up to our ability as well. That's what we believe. We believe we've. plan plan some things our guys are going to be rested Uh, they're going to be confident and then it's just about going out and executing and making plays and I firmly believe our guys are more than capable of doing that
1: The first game against the Ticats went down to the wire with a walk-off field goal for them to win it. The second game was close and got away from you late in the game Uh, Neither one of those games featured Trevor Harris. How much does that help your team's confidence going into this game?
0: Well, I, I think it gives us confidence, particularly the way Trevor just played in this playoff game. You know, these guys that have never played with Trevor, you know, in a playoff game, finally get to see what he's capable of. You know, how he deals with the pressure, and you know, the moment. You know, and, and again, he he didn't do anything different in his preparation all week. He just. Disprepared like he does, and went out there and executed. And uh, I think you get gain a lot of confidence. But what I believe is this: I believe that not one person wins a football game. It takes the whole team to do it. So regardless of who's playing quarterback for us, who's playing center, re- receiver, anything like that, it's going to take all of us to win. So guys, got to be prepared and ready to go, and believe that we as an Eskimo team are going to win this game, not just one individual. So as great as it is to have Trevor back there the, the team's got to believe it's a team sport and you win with it as a team. Trevor just definitely gives us a great opportunity to do that.
1: Tycats announced it's sold out uh, today, so that's uh, that's something else that, uh, you know, you're going to be the underdogs going in. I guess you might as well pile on and, and make the odds even tougher. It makes, uh, if you get the victory, it makes it all that more
0: special, right? Yeah, no question. I hope it is raucous and, and, and loud and, and it should be. It's a playoff game with the best team in the league playing in it. I mean, so... They should be supportive of their home team. Um, you know, that's a great thing, a great thing for the CFL. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. And, you know, we're looking to go in there and play our best and come out with a victory and get to a great cup. That's that's our focus and our mindset.
1: Thanks, Jason. Appreciate your time tonight. Good luck the rest of this week. And, of course, good luck on Sunday. Perfect. Thank you, Morley. All right. That is Eskimo's head coach. Jason Moss getting set for uh, the Eastern final against the Hamilton Tiger Cats in Hamilton at Tim Horton's Field. It's going to be sold out. You can uh, head downtown to the Eskimos uh, watch party if you want to be around some friendly fans uh, to take it in. And uh, that's going to be at the uh, Central Social Hall downtown. So that goes at 11 o'clock on Sunday. Also on the radio Sunday, 9.30 for the countdown to kickoff with myself and Dave Campbell. We're bringing Blake Dermott as well. Get you set at 9.30 for the game kickoff. We'll At 11. Will they get one more game? Why not? My name is Morley Scott. Have a great evening, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.